0: Welcome to Grace Community Church On Demand, the weekly podcast from the Sunday services at Grace Community Church in Rupert, Idaho. Here at Grace, we believe in building the kingdom of God one person at a time. We're passionate about loving God, loving people, and following Jesus. Let's get into this week's message with Pastor Travis Turner. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, come on church, let's just give him some praise this morning. Come on, let's just lift our voice this morning, clap our hands, give them a shout. God, we praise you. Lord, we love you. Lord God, we worship you this morning. Thank you for your goodness, God, your power, your might, your mercy. Thank you for your attention that is upon us, Lord. I remind everybody that your eye is even upon the sparrow when it falls from the ground or falls from the sky to the ground. And so how much greater is your eye upon me? the one that was created in the image and likeness of you, Lord. And I just pray for those, God, that are here today, and they're just facing something bigger than what they've, what they've faced in the past, Lord. They don't have the answer. They're trying to work their way through, you know, the right decisions to be made and what needs to be done. And I just pray, Lord, God, that the wisdom and the counsel of God would just would just come to them during this day, Lord. That they could have confidence, Lord, in, in your leading. The Bible says that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. Amen? Amen. To me, what that means is it takes out the guesswork. Like we don't have to, we don't have to we don't have to guess. And if you don't know what to do, don't do anything until until you've got confidence in the leading and the directing of the Lord. Amen. I just wonder this morning, maybe you came in here today and you've just got something that that you would just, you know, you're like, I, I don't know what to do. Or or I'm in a place of frustration or I'm dealing with some 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 bad news. You know what, if that's you, would you just slip a hand up in the air? Because I'd like to pray for you all the way in the back. There's something bigger. Come on, right here. Hands uh, all the way in the back up here, right here. All these beautiful people right here. Anybody else? Come on. What we're going to do is if you're you're wondering if I'm going to have you come up and give a test, I'm not going to have you do that. So you can just raise your hand with confidence. What we're going to do is we're going to pray that God's will be done in your life. Amen. The Bible the Bible says that when we come into agreement, when we take our needs before the Lord, he is able to to not only hear them, but to to answer them and to move, you know, in those very areas. And so Come on, keep them up just real quick. Anybody, you've got something, maybe a child that's not making the best decisions, you know, maybe a financial issue, a health issue, you know, your best friend, you know, is, is, is struggling or you've got relationship problems, maybe your spiritual walk with God, you know, what it needs some attention, and you're just like, man, I just need to get some things right. All right, Lord, I thank you for today, and I thank you, Lord, for those that are here, and are raising their hands, and even those that are watching online that are just up against it. Right now, what I'm doing, God, is, you know, there's a lot of different ways to approach problems, but, Lord, we choose right now to come to you. We bring our problems to you, our burdens to you. And, Lord, we are trusting that, God, that you will move in a tangible way, in a real physical way, God, that where we can just know that, wow, God really Answered my prayer on that Sunday when I raised my hand and 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 Lord, if 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 what's needed is just a confidence and a peace to go through what's what's happening, you know you know maybe you're not going to just fix it, but maybe you're going to you're going to strengthen those that are going through and 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 Lord, we recognize that as being an answer as well, and so Lord, we just pray that you would do that, what only you could do, and that is to move and to minister, God, and to, and, to, and to just be present and powerful among your people that are coming before you, trusting in you, Lord. So, Lord, we pray these things. You know what the needs are. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Everybody this morning said, amen. 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 It's good to see you all today. Give your neighbor a high five or a, a side hug or a smile. Maybe it's only a smile that you feel comfortable giving. But, uh, but greet one another this morning. And uh, let's be friendly, church. Welcome, everybody. Wow, what great worship this morning. I tell you what, this, uh, this last song that we had, we had sang, um, it really grabs a hold of the whole heart of the message. And I just love it when God does that. When, when he, will, he will say, okay, you're on the right track because, you know, Matt's kind of trying to listen to the Lord and I'm doing my best to listen to the Lord. And, and then first service, I'm like listening to the song and I'm, and I'm just like, whoa, God, you're awesome. And so I just, uh, I appreciate that. How many of you love being a part of church that desires to be led by God, right? We just, that's our heart's desire. Not saying that we get everything right, but our heart's desire is to be led by the Lord and to live a life that is pleasing, and then to challenge other people to do the same. Amen? It is so good to see you all. Uh, we haven't had people in our balcony for a little while. It is so awesome to have our balcony filling up again. That's awesome. Welcome, welcome to our balcony people. I always figured that those people are just a little bit closer to Jesus than the rest of you all are. And... Um, <laughs> No, they're not. They're like, yes, we are. Um, I'm excited because today we're starting a brand new series. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, congratulations. You are here at the beginning and the start of a new series. And um, this is the cool thing is you're not coming in the middle of the series. You're you're starting the series. My challenge is this to you. It's it's to you know, maybe you're checking out the church for the first time or you haven't been back to church in a long time. My challenge is this make the commitment today not to make Grace Church your home church. We're not going to ask you to make that big commitment, but make the commitment that you're going to come back just for the remainder of this series. It will probably be a three or four part series. And so, what we're doing is we're asking you to give us three or four weeks and see what it is. That the Lord will do in that time. Is that fair? All right. Say challenge accepted. All right. All right. You guys are much better in first service. Um, I had to say everything twice that needed to be repeated. And if you're watching first service, I'm sorry, but it's true. And um, these guys got a little bit more sleep. And so. Anyway, I'm excited about the message today. I want to welcome our online church. I want to say thank you for your faithfulness every single week tuning in. Um, This morning in our online church, our first service, um, Nika, which is a young lady that joined the United States Marine Corps, we sent her off into the mission field to be a United States Marine. She went through boot camp. She went through Marine combat training. She's in training out right now in North Carolina. She's fixing to go to her next duty station, and, um, and there were 52 young Marines with Nika this morning tuning in. They, they, they broadcast the service in the squad bay by projector. There were 52 young Marines that we were able to just minister to and to, and to share the Word of God with, and I don't know. I just like That just really, really excites me, and so, so anyway, all of our online church, you're very, very important to us, and thank you for your your commitment and your faithfulness. So, so cool. And um, today, we're starting that new series, and the title of the series is called It's Not There. It's Not There. Turn to your neighbor and say, It's Not There. The whole idea of this series is, is sometimes, you know, people in the church, uh, many times people that, that, that don't go to church, they're not a part of any church, you know, they will say that the Bible says that, 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 but the truth is that it's not there. There's many things that we pick up on and we we say as if it was God's word. But the truth is, is when you go to research it and you go to look in your Bible, it's not there. <laughs> and so we kind of, you know, maybe the idea is there and we just kind of make it fit whatever you know, whatever situation, but but that's the the idea of this series, and I think we're gonna have fun. I think it's gonna be fun because we're gonna have fun going through it, but also it's gonna be powerful because I'm gonna challenge you in and through God's word. How many of you know that God's word should always be encouraging? It should always be challenging. Come on, it can it, it can be corrective, it can bring, you know, it can bring structure, it can bring redirection, and so. So while we're gonna try to, you know, have some fun, just be prepared to be challenged. Even today, I didn't think I was gonna preach much this morning. I ended up preaching a lot more. I'm like, what's wrong with me? You know, um, I really am like, I'm just gonna take it easy and just relax, and and that just didn't happen. I got all serious, and so anyway, I don't know how today's gonna work for you, but but it's gonna be what it's supposed to be. Amen. Yeah. All right. So you're going through a difficult season. Tough time, you know, you're just downtrodden, you're not getting any sleep at night, and all of a sudden you go to work, and, and one of your buddies, they say, well, you know, everything happens for a reason. It's not there. Everything doesn't just happen for a reason. Now, can God use terrible things for the good? You better believe he can. But sometimes we go through tough times because we simply make dumb decisions. And, and sometimes we, we are struggling because, you know, not that, you know, everything happens for a reason, but because of the choices that we make. And, and I'm just saying, while God can use all of that, come on, that whole idea, well, you just know everything happens for a reason, as if God is behind every struggle and trouble that, you know, that we go through. Here's another one. God won't give you more than what you can handle. Now, while the concept is true that there's always a way out, there's always a way. But this is the deal is this. People say that about people that don't have any relationship with God whatsoever. Come on. Suicide would never be an issue if this was true, that God will never give you something more than you can handle. In fact, people call it quits far too often because they come to a place where they're so overwhelmed with life that they feel that ending their life, which is not the solution, it's not God's solution. God said, I came to give life and life abundantly. He didn't say I come to, you know what I mean, to make things so difficult that you can't, you can't bear up underneath of it and you think that death. You know, taking your own life is the answer. Come on, that goes against everything that he is for. But the truth is, is there are things in life that are bigger. What the what the meaning behind this is, That with Christ, all things that are possible. You know what I'm saying? You can do anything in Christ Jesus. You can come up under anything in his strength. Come on, in fact, in your weakness, he's made strong. But if you have no strength no relationship, come on, you don't have any authority because your name's not in the Lamb's book of life. You know what I mean? You may believe, but you're not pursuing, you're not surrendered, you're not trusting, you're not, you know, you don't got no faith. Then guess what? You're going to come across things, come on, that are bigger than what you can handle. Here's another one, and this is going to be one that is going to be difficult, and I'm going to get some hate mail over. I'm going to try my best to explain it. But I probably won't explain it to your liking. And so we can talk about it further later. But we hear all the time. In fact, I even saw this guy with a neck tattoo. And you are serious about tattoos if you got a neck tattoo. Like you are serious about it. And this tattoo said, only God can judge me. Only God can judge me. And so oftentimes we use this phrase, only God can judge me. To say your opinion about my living doesn't matter. Like you can't stand in a place of of judgment. But I'm telling you that God's word says things like this, that, that you will know them by their fruit. And so for you to even guess and look at the fruit, you have to put yourself in a place of judgment. It's like, listen, is this person following you know are they living a life is what's coming out of their mouth come on what comes out of the mouth it reveals the heart are they effing this and effing that and and i can't believe this and i can't believe that and are they shouting and screaming and 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 just angry all the time because that my friend is a picture of the heart what what comes out of the mouth reveals the heart and guess what you cannot but judge now listen we're not supposed to judge by appearance, and we know that God is the only one that, 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 that can judge the heart. And, and sometimes we get it way wrong by looking at the way that somebody's dressed or where they come from or, or, or those types of things. Sometimes we don't, you know, sometimes maybe they're on the front end of this relationship with the Lord. And while God's done a lot of work, you know, maybe it's not quite as evident because of where they came from. You know what I'm saying? And so, so, so I can understand it, but let me just say it clearly like this How many of you have children? How many of you have children or grandchildren that go to our children's church? I want you to know that we don't let just anybody work in our children's ministry because we judge them. Not everybody is equipped or ready to take care of some of our most prized, beautiful, valuable possessions that God gives us, which is our children. So we do crazy things like, check this out, a background check. And guess what? Every single person that has said, listen, I want to work in children's ministry, is not just given the golden ticket and the golden pass saying, oh, yeah, go ahead. Sure. Sure. We, we, don't, we don't judge them in a way as to not to love them, but we judge them in a way that's saying, listen, there's probably a better ministry that you can be more successful at than that ministry. Yeah. Not that there's not a place for you. Somebody turn to somebody else and say, there's a place for everybody. Yeah. In this church, it doesn't matter what your past is, what your struggle is. There is a place for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you're okay with us preaching the word of God in its fullness. Right. Not 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 asking us to change what God's word says because it, it, it's difficult to, you know, to to receive. I can tell you this. When my parents went up my parents, when my kids were little, they're all grown and out of the house. Now, praise the Lord. Just have a moment of silence and just give God honor. Thank you, Lord, for empty nesting. Yes. Right, Tina. Yes. I pray for you. You pray for me. It's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. But when my kids were little, and they'd be like, Mom, Dad, I want to go stay the night at Johnny's house. Like, I didn't say, sure. Go ahead. My wife and I were talking. What do you know about Johnny? Uh, Even better, what do you know about Johnny's parents? Like, I'm not going to send my kids, which I love very much, into a place where they just kind of let their kids just do whatever, you know, maybe they go out to the bar for a couple hours and just say, hey, you guys just turn on the movie or whatever. Like, that's not going to happen. Why? Because I'm judging the situation because the value of what's at stake, it, it, it requires me come on to stand in a place of judgment. Yeah. All right? Here's another one. God just wants me to be happy, and this is the one that we're gonna talk about today. Well, you know, God just wants me to be happy. This is false. It's not there. Now listen, the concept is it's there, but we mess it up when we take it out of context, which is the way that a lot of people, a lot of people, unfortunately, we live in our day. I believe that God wants you to have joy. I believe that God wants you to be happy. I believe that the joy of the Lord is our strength. I believe that he wants you to be a blessed person and live and walk in in blessing. In fact, Psalm chapter 68 and verse 3 says it like this, but may the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. May they be happy and joyful. I mean, how can you get... I mean, how can you... That's pretty stinking clear. But the problem is... We miss out a word, the righteous, which is it's not the righteous because you're good enough it's the righteous because you're in relationship and your life is covered by the blood of Christ and your sins have been forgotten. You're still a mess and you still got struggles, but you're trusting God. You're walking with God. You're pursuing God. You're believing God. There's a desire of your heart to do better. And God is able to look even through the shortcomings. He's able to look at the desire and say, boy, they mess up a bunch. But if you could see the beauty and the purity of the heart and the desire of the heart yeah they're struggling with this addiction or that addiction or this you know or that but but man the heart is beautiful and I can do a lot with with the heart come on the righteousness I'm trusting in the righteous power of the cross of Jesus Christ to cleanse me wash me so that so that whenever come on God looks at me what he does is he sees the work of Jesus right so the problem we have is when we pursue Our version of happiness, when we pursue our opinion of happiness and not the Lord's opinion, and this is where things get really, really messy. And so that's why we're going to talk about it today. Before I can talk about you know how you how you pursue this properly, we've got to identify some false concepts of happiness. Right? We've got to identify the false concepts of happiness. Number one is this: I feel happy. So therefore, it must be right. It makes me feel good, so it must be right. You know, forget about forget about the vows that you committed at an altar just like this fifteen years ago to your wife or to your husband. You know, forget about that, and 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 we forget about that when we go to work and we see and we see that that pretty little receptionist come on. that's, that's about. Uh, that's about 15 years younger than what we are and and they're taking interest in, in in who we are and they're listening it's like they're really listening like this person i know i made these vows and these commitments 15 years ago to my wife but this person really understands me and this person because the way they treat me the way they pursue me the way they look at me it makes me happy so therefore it must be right Therefore, it must be right. I'm telling you, well, you are on a slippery slope. You know, if you don't think that the devil, come on, God uses people to do powerful things. The devil uses people to do terribly powerful things. If you don't think that the devil can use a person, come on, to get you tripped up and confused and and chasing something that you shouldn't be chasing, you're wrong. And so... Come on, I know, I know I ain't got no money. I ain't got no money in the bank. In fact, I owe $50,000 of back back credit card debt, high interest rate, causes all kinds of issues and problems, but shopping makes me happy. <laughs> and for some reason, for some reason, they keep sending me new credit cards. I, it's the craziest thing. Somebody believes in me, so therefore, so therefore... I, I should be able to be happy, right? God, like, I deserve to be happy. If you deserve to be happy, I deserve, you know, to be happy. I can't afford it. Don't know how I'm going to make the payments, but my neighbor got this sweet, sick, jacked up, beautiful red truck, tinted windows, sweet wheels, powerful system, got a lot of subwoofer, sounds good, boom, 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 75,000 bucks, and it can be mine. I'm going to get it. It's going to cost me more than a house payment. You know what I mean? I'm paying $350 in rent. This is going to cost me 900 bucks a month. Come on, but it makes me happy. Come on, just because it feels good doesn't mean it's good and doesn't mean that it's Right? Come on, family's important. My kids are at an impressionable age. They're 9, 10, 11. You know, I know I should be teaching them how to be a man or 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 what it what it looks like to be a godly woman. And I know the time is needed, and you can never get that time back. But hunting and fishing makes me so happy. Like I know, but there's conflict, and maybe just some way, you know, I'll be I'll be able to make up the time later on. You know, I know I, I know I feel better when I'm healthy and and and, 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 and man, I want to be around for my grandkids and potentially their kids. And, 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 and i got to really start paying. I'm only getting older. The older I get, the harder it is to lose it, right? The older I get, the things that I used to be able to do are not working for me today. I've got to change something. But ice cream at 12 in the morning, 1 o'clock in the morning, and pastries make me so happy. Like happy. Right. Just because it makes you happy doesn't mean it's right. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12 says this. There's a way that appears right. But in the end, it leads to death. Let me tell you what isn't happy. Divorce isn't happy. Many times people that divorce, they enter into and and listen, this isn't to I'm not attacking anybody. If you've been divorced, I know this. There are people that have been divorced and have great marriages with their second wife or third wife or whatever that is. But I'm talking about where you are right now. Like, like you can't change that you've been divorced and remarried. But where you are right now, like you have to come to a place of believing that God is for marriage. God is for your marriage. And this is the deal. What we hear a lot of is, you know what? Dang. Dang. I got out of this marriage because I thought that marriage was going to be incredible. I thought it was going to be so much better. It's the craziest thing. I'm dealing with the same issues that I dealt with in my first marriage. It's the craziest thing. Well, there, A, there's a common denominator that's you. And two, you being you probably affects that second person the same way that it affected the first person. How about us? committing to one another, trusting God to change our hearts. Amen. Change our hearts and make us a better husband, make us a better wife. Seeing your kids on the weekend or every other weekend or three weeks out of the year, that doesn't make you happy. Right. Being overweight and unhealthy, you know, having a difficult time breathing. I went for a jog the other day and I looked down at my watch and it was telling me, stop your heart's going to explode. And I wasn't even going fast. My heart was beating so fast. I'm like, I'm going to pass out. I need to walk, you know. Come on, being healthy. That makes you you happy. Number two is this. I don't feel happy, so I need to leave. Listen, running from difficulty and disappointment has become a cultural norm in the United States of America. And probably around the world. I don't know. Let's just speak about what we do know. But running away from from difficulties, struggles, and disappointment, it's a cultural norm. Listen, this is too tough, I'm gone. When I was first in the ministry, and I would sit down, and I didn't really know much about, you know, how to help somebody through marriage, but I would sit down with, with couples that were going through, through their troubles. You know, one of the things that, that was, was a lot of the times present was infidelity. One person stepped out on another person. And we saw some incredible, miraculous hand of God moments where the marriage was even better after the infidelity. Listen, don't try it. Don't try it because the miracle might not be for you. But the the infidelity caused them to say, hey, this is worth fighting for. And I don't want that other person. And and I want our family and our children to be. In the same house and so it spurred them on to even trust God for a better marriage and that's exactly what they got so that's nothing short of a miracle infidelity is tough 90 probably percent of the time it just ends in a in a in a failed marriage but you know what people are doing today like today I sit down with people oh so you're gonna get you're just gonna get a divorce yeah yeah we're gonna get we're gonna separate we're gonna live in two different oh yeah what what's going on well we just fell out of love I just I fell into love and so therefore I can fall fall out of love. I just don't love them anymore. And so there's no tenacity. There's no there's no fight. There's no commitment. It's like, listen, things are hard. I'm going to I'm going to stop it and I'm going to find something better. I'm going to find something better. And I'm just saying that 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 we ought not to leave. Come on, when we don't feel happy. Come on, people leave marriages. We talked about that. People leave the church. Church right I've had people come to this church and say man I just it's so refreshing God has called me to Grace Church man it just seems like the word is just opening up to me been serving in this ministry that ministry gave my heart to Jesus got baptized been thinking about being baptized for 15 years finally got baptized got you know I feel like the spirit of God is just full in me and I'm empowered and equipped come on to be an overcomer some of the things that I struggled with in the past I don't struggle with anymore I feel like I got purpose man my whole family's in church they're Going to a Kids are dragging us to church when we're too tired, don't want to go. They're like, come on, we got to go to Grace Church. I want to go to Children's Church, this and that. So I hear all of this, and then all of a sudden, I get up on a Sunday and say something that contradicts what they believe, even though it may be the truth, or it's just a pill that's too hard to swallow, even though it's the truth. And then all of a sudden, it's like, we're leaving, we're just done. I just can't even, come on disregarding everything that the Lord has done in and through the local church. It doesn't matter if it's this church or somebody else. Come on, we get disappointed. We get disgruntled. We elevate our opinion above the opinion of God. They're not willing to to look at the heart of the matter behind the message maybe that was spoken, and they just leave guess what? They're going to be a problematic person wherever they go. Everything's going to be beautiful until they hear something that they don't like. And then they're going to leave that place again, too. I believe that God positions and plants people in the body of Christ where they're supposed to be positioned and planted. Why? Because the people around you need what it is that you have. And you, my friend, need what it is that they have. Come on, because you are a part of the body of Christ. And guess what? It's a family, and, and you tell me, do you have a perfect physical family? Is your family without issues? And the, the truth is, is we run away from things so quickly, we're divorcing our brother. We're divorcing our sister. We're saying, listen, I can't deal with you anymore, so mom, I, I'm, you are cut off. You are not my mom anymore. This is the day and the time that we live in, because if it's difficult and it, 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 it it's tough, we just cut it out of our life. What is God wanting to teach you in and through the struggle and the difficulty? How is God wanting to make you better? How is God wanting to use you when a 100 out of a 100 people other than yourself would have left, but you chose to stay? I can tell you this, that I am blessed to be married to my wife. She could have left me. She could have left me. Everybody would have been like... Yep, 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 yep. You know, and they'd have been looking, you dummy, Travis. She gave you all those chances, but she didn't. And I'd like to think that I had a chance to leave her, but I didn't. But you know what we're experiencing today? We're experiencing our family being together. We're experiencing our first grandchild. I pray many, many, many more come, many more grandchildren. You know what I mean? There's blessings in and through a little tenacity and stick to But we like to treat happiness like a drug. We're always chasing the next source of something that's gonna make us, us happy. And if you're not careful, if you go along and you've got these prayers and these desires and these dreams, but yet God's not answering, because of because of the way you're living your life, it's just a matter of time before you say, God, I'm done with you too. Because you've come up short. I wanted this. I expected that. And it didn't happen. And therefore, I take back my repentance. I'm doing my own thing. I don't trust you. I don't believe in you. Number three, not going to spend a lot of time on this. I'm not happy because God's not good. Or I'm not happy, therefore God's not good. Come on, we've heard this a lot, right? God's not good. We go through troubled times. You know, even people that don't even believe in God blame God for their problems. I thought you were an unbeliever. Yeah, but if there was a God, it's his fault. You know, people that don't even believe blame God. See, pain and difficulty can be a carrier of confusion. Now, listen to me. This is why this day, especially the time that we live in, especially it seems like it's very important that you are connected to the body of Christ. You're connected to community and you need to know God's word today Because when confusion comes, a friend coming alongside and saying something that you don't want to hear, but something that you need to hear, like you're not thinking properly. Where is your faith in the Lord? Oh, by the way, let me open up the Bible and share with you specifically what God says about this situation right we need to be connected but in pain what the devil has gotten so good at bringing in and through confusion is for people to separate and to run away from god run away from god's people when they should take rest and 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 confidence that they are being cared for and protected come on when they're in a weak state in a weak place that's all i'm going to say about that number 4 is this A lie that we buy into is I know what makes me happy. I know what makes me happy. You don't know what makes you happy. In fact, that house on the river that you've always wanted and God bless it. I would love a house on the river, Lord. You know, I'm not talking about me, right? You know, (laughs) but that house on the river that's going to that's going to make you finally feel like somebody or that car in your parking lot or that or that title you know, at your, at your, at your workplace. Come on, now I'm finally something. See, when you pursue things that you think are going to make you happy, and then you, you, you achieve those things. Now you're frustrated because the, the, the elated feelings that you thought that you were going to be able to live in, you know what, it might be there and gone, but now you're unhappy again, trying to figure out what else I need to, what else I need to pursue. Come on, we think we know what makes us happy, but there's really only one place where we're gonna find true happiness happiness that is sustained. Come on. And that is being in the Lord, living a purposeful life. Come on. Walking together with him, not perfect, but in, in alignment with him. Come on. He's directing our steps. We're seeing that lives are being changed. We're, we're a part of something bigger than ourselves. We're using our work, our family and everything else to bring honor to God. Come on, somebody. There's a sweet spot where happiness is just there. And oh, guess what? You can be happy and things be falling apart. around. Around you, But you're just happy because you know that you're not in control. Amen. And the guard that has began to work in you is able to bring it to a point of completion. Some of you in college, maybe I want to take you back to your college days or. Or a time in your your future and you were you were looking to spend life with somebody. And there was that real pretty, pretty girl that you were just like, man, Lord, if I ever needed a miracle, it's not it's now she is way out of my league she is just you know but man I could just see man it would be a great life and you don't get it because she was way out of your league and you're like God God but then you go to your 15 year 10 year 20 year reunion and she's there And you're married, you found found somebody else like five years later. But this girl that you had all of these amazing hopes for is there. Now all of a sudden you're looking at her and she's looking at you and you kind of go off to, to your own space, your own place. And you're like, God, thank you. Thank you for not answering my prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You see, because God had the one that you're with now as your perfect helpmate, and that would have been an amazing distraction. But you prayed so hard, and you just thought. But see, you thought you knew, but you didn't know. Sometimes the good life just isn't good enough. 1 Peter chapter 1. I want you to turn your Bibles there if you got them real quick. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 14. I want to set this up. Peter wrote, the book of Peter and Peter is a guy that I like because Peter oftentimes opened his mouth before he engaged his mind. And um, and he was always the one that that just kind of got out in front of the Lord or 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 missed the Lord or you know what I mean? I, I believe there was probably times where Jesus was just like, Ugh. you know, just uh, I'm uh, Peter. You just know you just know um, and so I can relate to, to to Peter a lot. He he made a lot of mistakes, and I think it's interesting that that he writes this passage of scripture. One of the mistakes that Peter made was was Jesus was getting arrested, and and you know the the soldiers they came with swords drawn, they were taking taking Jesus away. And so Peter he's like, man, he pulls out a sword and he lops off an ear, he cuts off an ear from you know, from one of the soldiers and Jesus is like, "What? what are you doing? Jesus reached down, picks up the ear. I'm so sorry. Pats it back, you know, puts the ear, puts the ear back on and I'm so sorry. And then he turns to Peter and starts just railing Peter and just rebuking him. What are you, you know what I mean? And, um, and so this is, this is the guy that wrote this and I think it's powerful. It's interesting. Verse 14, you must live as God's obedient children. Got to live as God's obedient children. Peter said, Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You see, our own desires are sometimes the things that we pursue in pursuit of happiness, right? It's the thing that I desire, it's the thing that I want, it's the thing that's best for me, but sometimes it leaves you empty. It says, You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy. In everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. I, there are these Christian phrases that, that people have used ever since I've been saved. And, um, and, and you hear them so time, sometimes, so much that sometimes they're cheesy. And I really don't like a lot of them, but some of them are super powerful. One of the ones that you'll hear a lot is, God's not interested in your happiness. He's interested in your Holiness. Am I the only one that's ever heard that before? Okay. God's not really interested in your happiness. He's interested in your holiness. And there's a lot, of, a lot of truth in that. So we've got to ask ourselves, what does holy mean? What does holy mean? Does it mean that person that's self-righteous? They give their heart to Jesus and they're just... You know what I mean? Their, their nose kind of goes in the air. And if they're ever given an opportunity to speak of God's goodness, their voice begins to change. And uh, ha, let me tell you about the goodness. I'm like, where did you learn to talk like that? It's like you've got to talk differently to share. Just be yourself. Just just communicate like you communicate. Ah, you know, just all this. What is wrong with that person? You know and and they and they, they 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 use $15 words and 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 they're not relatable and and is is it, come on is that what holy means putting off the persona that you're perfect and that you've got it all together and you can't believe that anybody would sin I can not I just brother 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 come on you're saved you you know brother and so they portray their life as if they never have a bad thought, never take a ba- uh, an inappropriate action. And I've been around long enough to know that there's nobody on the planet like that. And I'm like, you keep selling that to somebody else. But I don't trust you because I'm judging you right now. Holy means sacred consecrated and set apart. Holy means the opposite of what is common. You take a look at the God that we serve. He's a holy God. There's none like him. Come on, anything that has been created has been created by him. There's nobody in in his league. Oftentimes we have these, these comic book pictures that the devil is on this side and God is on this side and you're in the middle and the devil is just as big as God is. That is crazy. The devil was a created being. He there is not even in the same zip code. Not even in the same country. There's nobody like our God. He is awesome. He is mighty. He is powerful. There is none like Him. We sing songs about His greatness, about His ability, His mercy. Come on. There's no... He stands alone. I remember when I first got saved, there were these songs. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. I mean, that's just like our God. And you just keep keep going because he is awesome. He is great. He's magnificent. There is none like him. He's incredible. He is not like you. He's better than you. He's not like the best person that you've ever met. He's better. He's in a, he's in, he is, um, he is, he is magnificent. He's incredible. We got the Holy Bible. It's the number one best-selling book. Come on, filled with stories of God's faithfulness to his people. The Holy Bible is able to change your rotten thinking into righteous thinking. Come on, I am not, listen, I'm far, you know, God's got a lot of work to do in me. But he has brought me a significant, I am different than I was when I first surrendered my life to him. And that is through the Holy Spirit, which is what I'm going to be talking next. It's a spirit that is set apart. There's no other spirit. There's no demonic spirits. No, 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 no. There's no spirit like the Holy Spirit. He is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He will lead you. He will give you peace in the middle of turmoil. He is the comforter. Come on. He will, he will bring revelation to your mind of something that you read in God's word when you were seven years old for the moment that you find yourself in. You're like, how did that Happen. It's the Holy Ghost inside of you. He will empower you. There's no spirit like the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of fake spirits. There's a lot of you know, especially in the day that we li- people messing around with Ouija boards. Whenever I was just a kid, and and tarot cards, and this reading and that. It's all garbage. Get rid of the garbage. Go to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come on, serve the Holy Spirit. Pursue the Holy Spirit. Believe the Holy Spirit. Be guided by His Spirit. Amen? All this nonsense out there. Oh, it just made me feel. It's crazy. This person said something that nobody knew. Guess what? There are demonic spirits that will lie to you and get you down a road that will take you far from God. Get rid of all that garbage. You're messing with crystals. Get rid of the nonsense. There's no place for that. New age movement. There's no place for that for anybody that is in Christ Jesus. And I'm sharing this out of love for you. So if you leave, please come back and we can have this conversation further. But I'm telling you, there's so many distractions, so many things that cause people. Come on, your, your horoscope. If you're a big follower of your horoscope, stop that. Get in God's Word. Spend some time in prayer. He'll give you exactly what you need. You don't have to look at some Sagittarius or Aquarius or Octa. I don't even know what they are. Go to the Lord. When saved, come on, God It doesn't mean that you're better when you're saved. You're set apart on purpose for purpose. When you're saved, it means that God's got a plan. Come on. And you're you're aligning with God's plan, with God's spirit, with God's word in your in your life. Come on to to do incredible things that he needs you to do, that he wants to use you. Come on, to accomplish, to advance the kingdom of God and encourage people. Can I just tell you this? And this is going to wreck some people. God doesn't exist to serve you, you exist to serve the Lord. So many times we come into this place and it's probably because of 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 leadership. I don't know. We got to take we got to take responsibility for the crazy thinking that is out there. I'm not talking amongst unbelievers. I'm talking about the crazy thinking that's out there in the church. Like some people believe that coming to Jesus means that he's going to serve you. That he's somehow, you know, you now got a crystal ball and now all the things that you've ever wanted. Just like the, the Jews, when the Messiah came, they were looking for him to serve them and to, to be a political leader and to, and to get them out from underneath the Roman oppression. But he didn't come like that. He came to give eternal life. And, and he was going to even use their suffering and their difficult seasons that they were in. Come on for his glory god is not here to serve you however there will be benefits and blessing when you begin to line up and it, there's nothing can i just tell you this if you've never led somebody to the lord there's nothing more beautiful nothing more beautiful than you know you better than anybody knows you and you're a stinking hot mess broken you know your past more than anybody knows your past and you're just like oh it was so lovely because the Lord the Lord cared about me so much to use my feeble attempt my my testimony my life sharing a scripture John 3 16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son I didn't even know the rest of it but it seemed to be just enough and he gave his only begotten son to do something for you I'll have to look it up later I'll come back and tell you but then all of a sudden it's like, you know what? Something's happening here. I just believe. Can I receive Jesus right now? Really? You want to receive Jesus right now? Let's pray. And then all of a sudden, come on, their life has shifted and changed. They're, they're saying, listen, I want to get baptized. I need to get baptized. I need to enter into the waters of baptism now because of the fruit that they're bearing. You can tell that something's significant. They're not perfect. They're still broken, still a mess. Come on, still got problems, still working through some stuff. But there's light in their eyes. And their, their vocabulary has changed. And their desires are different. And God used you to bring them to this point in this place. Beautiful. You want to talk about the joy of the Lord. You want to talk about happiness. Wow, God, you are amazing. You didn't need me, but you chose me to be used, to be a blessing. Come on, to this person and this family. The problem is this. Many who seem holy don't seem very happy let me just talk to you just for a second many people that seem holy they don't seem very happy i remember so i had this great encounter with i'm sweating really a lot up here i had this great encounter with jesus when i was eight years old and i knew that jesus was real and i knew for a fact that there was going to be a time that 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 i was going to surrender my life to him but I was bad into alcohol and drinking and i got out of the marine corps and i i got a job at the state capitol and um and i got a job um at a at a bar it was called joe's down under it was the biggest bar at sixth and main in boise and i was a bouncer there and as a bouncer they would just feed you drinks all night long so i just i just I'd, i'd be obliviated every night and uh and just you know thought i was pretty special and i remember almost every single night both friday and saturday night you the bars would shut down and we would go out um on the street right there at sixth and main there was probably more people downtown at this time two o'clock bars close um there was probably more people on the street than rupert has in the whole city i mean there was just there was just a bunch of bunch of bunch of people down there and there was always this street preacher that was literally took a box down there he stood on a box and he read God's word and he had another person that would that would literally just make sure people got a track even if they didn't want a track he'd put it in your well just wait a second you, you don't know the rest of the story so praise God that he was out there but I'm telling you what there was nothing about this witness this was what I called oh the angry witness is out I mean, he would read like, I mean, he, there, his face was angry. He was distraught. He was sharing absolutely God's word, but it was a lot about condemnation. It was all about hell. And I'm not saying that God didn't use it, but I, I remember even in my state of thinking, thinking, man, this guy's approach, if it was just a little bit different Maybe it would be. I mean, because if 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 a holy person is not something that is attractive, come on, it doesn't seem like there's much joy. It doesn't seem like there's much benefit. It's like, listen, my life is already angry and messed up and you seem just as angry as I do. You you know what I mean? That's not very appealing. And I'm just saying that, that 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 come on. If, if, if a problem is, is that people cannot tell that Jesus Christ is your everything, that you've been saved, sanctified, set free, come on, filled with the Holy Ghost, empowered, equipped, come on, love in your heart. If they can't see that, why in the world would they ever choose it? And sometimes, unfortunately, the happiest people seem to be the greatest of sinners. I look at my own life and... If you were to ask my friends when I was drinking all the time, number one, they were around when I had money in my pocket. It was a big party. It was, it, was, it was fun. But what you didn't know is that while I was building my testimony, and some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you have spent a lot of time building your testimony so that you could have a killer story to tell. whenever. You know what? You know what God brought me out of? You got about an hour and a half. Like you got a great testimony. But what they didn't see is the despair. Many of you know that I surrendered to the Lord after getting a DUI, sitting in the jail cell in Boise, Idaho, Said, God, you can have my life. But what I haven't spent a lot of time saying, see, you could buy into the fact, well, it was just that one thing. No, I was, I was frustrated and in turmoil and unhappy for years leading up to that. That was just the camel that, the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back. That was the thing. But I mean, there was so so much unhappiness and unrest and, 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 and frustration leading up to that. Okay. I got to leave. I got, I got to get on so you can leave in a little bit. All right. So how do you live holy? Number one, you live holy by having a clean heart. Once again, a lot of things make me happy. I love to have a good golf game. Absolutely love ice cream. I love having extra money in the bank. That's been something that I have not had in the past, and I appreciate having a little extra money in the bank. Like, those things make me happy. But let me tell you something that really makes me happy. Being able to lay down my head at night, knowing that even in my imperfection, I have complete peace because through Christ, I am clean, and I've got a pure heart, and I've got a, you know, I am forgiven. Come on, there's something beautiful about, come on, living that life. Being in that place, I do want to tell you, because the Lord gave me this word earlier, living with secrets is no way to live at all. I hope that's for somebody. I believe it's for somebody. But living with secrets is no way to live at all. And I want to encourage you, confess those things to the Lord because he already knows them. It's not a secret. You think it's a secret. Confess to him. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 15 everything, uh, do everything readily and cheerfully. No bickering, no second guessing allowed. Go out into the world uncorrupted, a breath of fresh air in this squalid and polluted society. Provide people with a glimpse of the good living and of the, and, and of the living God. Carry the light, giving the message into the night. So I'll have a good cause to be proud of you on the day that Christ's return. Psalm chapter 24 and verse 3 says it like this. Who may ascend into the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one with clean hands and a pure heart who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false God. It's chaos all around you, trouble all around you, but you can lay your head at rest tonight and have the peace of the Lord that is available to you. Amen. Number two, the way we live holy is to be confident in the Lord. Be confident in the Lord. You know, the way that you, I build confidence, I don't know how you do it, but I build confidence by trusting in him and he shows up. And I trust in him and he shows up. I put my faith out there and he's faithful. Next thing you know, I'm like, man, I have let down God many times, but God has not let me down once. And so my confidence grows in the Lord. Maybe you're having a hard time just getting that going, but... Another way to be confident in the Lord is to live purposefully. Please God and not people. It's going to be so easy for you to desire to please people, but choose to please God other rather than choosing to please people. Get rid of all of the voice, the voices that compare uh, of comparison. You know, don't covet your neighbor's truck you know what I mean? Man, he got one. I'm going to get one so I can, you know, be, you know, be just like him. Come on, that just leads to all kinds of trouble. Don't align with culture. Align with God. Can I tell you this, that culture is speaking a completely different language than Christianity is speaking, than the word of God is speaking. And it seems like many people are paying attention to what culture is saying and and kind of just questioning well is god's word is you know what i mean is because everybody else i mean all these masses can i remind you that great is the way to destruction and narrow is the way to life i'm telling you not everybody's going to heaven the Bible says that there is going to be many people that go to hell, not because he desires them to go to hell, but just simply because they didn't know Jesus and they didn't trust Jesus and walk with Jesus and, 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 and all of that. Culture is not the voice of God. So in the middle of when culture's saying what it's saying, you know, especially during this time, I, I, I'm just going to go out there, vote in the way that you want to vote. You know what I mean? Educate yourself. But in my opinion, a Christian should vote biblically before they ever vote any other way. That's my opinion. You got, to, you got to walk that out yourself and figure that out yourself. But don't listen to the critical voices of others. Can I just tell you, not everybody's going to be a fan. Some people... Uh, we'll be set in your path to tear you down and ultimately destroy you. Don't listen to those voices. The last one is quiet the crowd. I believe that the closer that we get to Jesus's return, the louder the crowd is going to be. I just believe that. I don't know why I believe that, but I believe that. So where do we see the crowd at work? So we see Jesus is brought to Pilate. And we know that this is all part of God's plan, but Jesus is brought to Pilate and, 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 and Pilate's, you know, standing in a place of judgment. He says something like, I don't see anything wrong with this guy. Why do you, why do you want to kill him? I tell you what I'm going to do because I don't see anything wrong with him. I'm going to have him flogged. I'm going to have him whooped and beaten, you know, maybe just to satisfy you a little bit. But then I'm going to turn him free. And the crowd got louder and louder and louder. And the crowd's like, no, crucify him, crucify him. And so Pilate ends up coming to this place because of the crowd, because of, you know, totally against what he felt like he should do. But because he was paying attention to the crowd, he said, listen, OK, I'll crucify him. But his blood's not on my hands. And he sent him to to death. And I'm just saying that when the crowd is loud, we need to figure out what the spirit of the, vo- uh, what the spirit of the Lord is saying at that at that time. OK. So when the crowd gets loud, what's God saying? Last one is this, and I'm closing. Live mission-minded. I believe that God's mission can ultimately be brought down into two areas. Love God and love people. Let me ask you a question. Do you love God? Oh, my goodness. First service was a lot better than you were on that one. Okay, I'm going to give you some time to think about it just real quick. I know it was a quick question. I'm talking fast. But do you love God? Okay, so if you love God, the Bible says, if you love me, keep my commandments, right? Keep my commandments. Pursue me, follow me, trust in me. The second thing is love people. We got to do a better job. I personally feel like with all this COVID and confusion and I feel like I've really let up on my love for people. and And when I say love, it's not that I don't love them, but I just haven't been serving because I've been so distracted, maybe. Maybe you're the same. Maybe you can can say, you know what? I've, I've been distracted too. But the Lord's been so, so awesome just to let me know that this is an area that he wants better for me in. And so do you love people? I know that loving people is harder than loving God. But let me just say it one more time. I'm going to ask a question and you give an honest answer. Like, don't say yes if you really don't. But do you love people? Awesome. So if you love people, you're going to serve people. Honestly, you're going to prefer people. You're going to put people before yourself. And sometimes we do a really good job of that, and sometimes we don't. Sometimes I do a really good job of that, and sometimes I'm just terrible at it. Sometimes I pursue my own wants and desires above and beyond that. But praise God, we serve a Lord that will correct us and redirect us. Amen. So I'm encouraging you. I don't care if you're at work or with your family, at the grocery store. Let's put our serve on. Let's love people in and through action and let our love shine beyond our just, just our words. Amen? So many people that just need a little love, a little bit of encouragement. And just once again, a little bit goes a long way. Get involved in the church. If you're not serving in a ministry, find a place that you can serve because this body needs you. If you're here, if you're a part of the church and you're not serving, it's, it would be like me having a leg that I just drag around all the time. Like it's there, but it's not really, it's not really benefiting. In fact it may even get to the point where it's limiting me more. So come on, you are a part of the body of Christ. You might be a foot, a leg, a hand, a nose, a mouth. Maybe you're a preacher. Maybe you're a teacher. Maybe you've got a beautiful voice. Maybe you can sing like canaries. You know, maybe there's, you're a songwriter. Maybe, maybe you're a businessman or a businesswoman. Maybe there's a ministry that we don't even have going here that needs to start here because you're here. God's saying, listen, this church needs this ministry you got the ability, I'm going to position you here. I always believed that we would have a Christian school. I believe that. There's going to be a time where we're going to have a Christian school. I believe it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I feel it. But guess what? It's not going to happen until God says, here's an administrator that is going to do this well and properly and with excellence. Because that's not me. I, I, I would have no business being in that position. But God has somebody. God has somebody. Matthew said, Yes. No, no, <laughs> wrong place to see No, no, I'm like I could give it my best. I could give my best shot. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but he's true. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, first service though, I was talking. I was talking about Matthew and and we got a beautiful, beautiful worship team. And while there are so many, so right, right, right. So many excellent people. Like our whole worship team is filled with just just people that have gifts and talents. But guess what? Like I would love to take credit. Yep. Came out here to Rupert and we needed a worship pastor. And, you know, I'm pretty influential. And uh, I called Matthew and I sold him on the idea. Sold him on the idea that, listen, Matthew, you need to come out here. And Jana, you need to come out here and, and just be the worship pastors. The Lord worked. The Lord did the work because Matthew and Jane are here because the Lord positioned them and planted them here. As they would tell you, they would also tell you that they've had some struggles and some frustrations in and through that. doesn't mean it's going to be, always be easy going. It's always going to be easy sailing. But I'm telling you what, we're blessed because they're obedient and they're committed to do what it is that God has called them to do. You are no different. You are absolutely no different. God's got something for you. Lord, thank you for these people. God, right now, I pray you bless them. pray that this word just just really moves them to, to, to pursue you, God, even greater. Lord, I trust that you are already at work, and I thank you for that. Bless them today. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it for today's teaching. Hey, here's an idea. Share today's message with a friend or family member. If you're listening from outside our fellowship, we'd love to meet you. Visit graceid.org and hit the contact form to get in touch. We'd also love for you to join us. You can even check us out on Facebook Live by searching Facebook for Grace Church Rupert ID. Learn more and plug in at graceid.org. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Grace Community Church.